Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I've got an interview coming your guys' way today with Kashira Moffitt. She's an MBA and an award-winning serial entrepreneur, international board-certified coach, and author who specializes in helping overlooked experts package, brand, and scale their coaching practice. Kashira's signature program, The Founder's Circle, helps emerging coaches drive revenue and results by creating their first high-ticket signature program. She freely shares her methodology weekly via her podcast, The Brand Your Power Show, and via her YouTube channel. She's the author of several books, including Project Manage Her and All in Favor of Branding. In 2018, Kashira was inducted into the Forbes Coaches Council and also assumed the role of the Pittsburgh Grow with Google digital coach. Her continuous efforts and involvements have been recognized by Forbes, Britain Co., Ebony Magazine, Fast Company, Exo, Nicole, CNN Money, Blavity, Pittsburgh Business Times, and so many more. She is also the recipient of the 2017 Entrepreneur of the Year Award, Millennial Visionary of the Year Award, and the Fab 40 Under 40 Award. So um, Kashira is clearly a freaking badass when it comes to business. And I loved my talk with her. And what's amazing is after reading her her bio, um, I know a little bit about her. I looked at her, her website and stuff like that. But reading her bio, you know, I thought this might be more of like a marketing kind of topic or episode because clearly she has created very tangible outcomes for herself. And we do very briefly talk on some of that, but we actually talked a lot about following your intuition and allowing for your journey and the the unfolding of your business to happen naturally simply by following what feels good. And she has an amazing story about this just in terms of getting to where she's at through really just putting one step in front of another. We also dive into her manifestation practices uh, and just the role that alignment has played for her. So I'm really excited to be sharing this episode with you guys. Without further ado, here's my interview with Kashira Moffat. You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a business and manifestation mentor for modern entrepreneurs who know that deep down, there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the next level success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy. By understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality that I desired, I went from teacher to 20 and 30 $30,000 months in just two years in my online business. If there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe that you can become, create, and achieve anything you desire, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Hi, Kashira. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to interview with you. Yeah, me too. So uh, I've given our audience a little bit of a background on who you are, but I would love to have you let us know who you are and what it is that you do as an entrepreneur. 
Yeah, absolutely. So these days, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> well, I am uh, by trade an in, uh, internationally board certified coach. Um, I'm certified in several different modalities of coaching, but my specialty is business coaching. And I have a special place in my heart for other coaches and creators who may be in the course digital product space, who just love to teach others. And so I primarily work with new and emerging coaches who are looking to launch their practice in a very, I know your show is called The Aligned Entrepreneur, in a very Mm -hmm. aligned way without Mm -hmm. the scammy tactics and it feeling kind of sleazy, you know, really teaching organic marketing, organic sales, but also including the fundamental piece of how to actually create messaging and the right offer and the right pricing and things like that. And then on the other end, I work with uh, coaches who want to scale in more untraditional means and methods, which is also really fun. Uh, I'm an author. I have several books on Amazon. I do a lot of speaking and facilitation, workshop training. I have a product-based business, affirmation cards, which I love. It's more of a passion project, to be honest with you. But I do a little bit of everything. I I just like to think that I am a very passionate girl who, you know, if I can can make it work, I'm going to try it. (laughs) I love that. I mean, that really is what alignment is all about, right? You just follow what feels good and exciting to you. Yeah, absolutely. Like learning, like my biggest lesson since I will say last August when I turned 30 was just like learning to trust my intuition so much more. And I've just been on such an interesting life journey since then. And just even seeing how those personal changes have impacted my business has been insane. I love talking about intuition. And maybe on that note, we could hear a little bit about like your background and how you kind of got into your business and have grown it and what that journey has looked like for you. Okay. So let me give you like the cliff notes. We'll be here (laughs) all day. (laughs) So I started my career in corporate America, working in human resources, particularly in the talent space, talent management. Then I pivoted a little bit into higher education and I was doing some of the same work, but on the other end. So instead of bringing talent into a company and cultivating them, I was working with MBA students who are getting ready to go back into the workforce and cultivating them for those roles. So that was really exciting. And I did that work for almost four years before going full time in my business. So while working in both of those careers, I had this side hobby business thing, I'll say. And it was something I fell into. It started off with helping friends with resumes and cover letters and interview prep. Then it became helping friends use LinkedIn and Twitter to build their network, build their brands to find the next job. Then it became entrepreneurs seeing my reviews and testimonials for the work that I was doing for free and for really low cost, asking if I could help them use these platforms to do the same thing. And Then that led me to coaching business owners. And so since then, I've been coaching business owners since 2016, but I've been coaching in a number of different ways. For a while, I solely coached on social media and then solely coached on branding. And then I coached on a little bit of everything to a little bit of everybody and, you know, really had to find my footing in this online space. And I mean, anything you can think of in this space, I've definitely tried it (laughs) from hosting an annual conference for four years in a row to the courses, the digital products. And I'm really grateful for those experiences because one, like it taught me a lot, but two, it helped me to really figure out where my true alignment like where it lied. And so you right. you mentioned, you know, well, how did you grow the business? And I think the simplest answer was conquering a lot of the fears that I had and limiting beliefs around pricing, around confidence, around believing that I could do what I actually wanted to do. 
And once I was able to shift those things, like business drastically skyrocketed. It went from, oh, this is this the income from this business is simply just being reinvested because that's all there is. There's only enough money to cover the tools and the coaching that I'm paying for. To this is drastically replacing my income. Like I could never see these dot this dollar amount in my current job in higher education if I was here for 50 years. I still wouldn't see this this annual income. So it was definitely it was definitely a blessing and an eye-opening journey. Amazing. I love that. I love that you started what you're talking about is really just like allowing for the journey to unfold in a way that brought clarity. Because I think that so much of the time I get this question a lot where it's like, well, how do I know what I want to do or who I want to serve? And I'm like, just start taking the next action that feels good to you. And that direction is inevitable. Oh, you're a hundred percent right. Have you read the book Year of Yes by Sean? No, I haven't. I highly recommend it. Um, but that book is all about how basically the short, long story short, Shonda Rhimes, obviously a successful director, producer on ABC. She realized that she was such a workaholic that she never said no to anything exciting mm-hmm. or fun. She never said no to playing with her kids. I'm sorry. She never said yes to anything fun. So she never said yes to family vacations or playing with her children or even going to really cool award shows. So she committed to saying yes for a year straight. This was a great book. So for me, when I started my business, I really committed to that yes thing like right away. Like I said yes to clients that I didn't think I was prepared for. Um, and I did let them know that at least I didn't try to scam anybody. So I did at least say like, you know, if this doesn't work out the way you wanted to, like I'm totally flexible with you, but it always worked out well. I said yes to speaking engagements when I had a fear of public speaking and that was not something I thought I would do. And I just really went on this feel the fear and do it anyway type of journey. Yeah. And it's so interesting because with that, it's like, yeah, I was definitely afraid, but I wouldn't have been able to even un- cover the true limiting beliefs behind that fear if I hadn't accepted those opportunities. And now I'm on this journey of no, which is such an interesting <laughs> end of the spectrum where now of course, like I'm working with the amazing life coach and she's like, look, if it doesn't set your soul on fire, if it doesn't feel good, it's a no. If you got to think about it, it's a no, just because I'm at that point in life. And I'm sure you can really yeah. learn where it's yes. like, I'm overextended. I literally can't. I'm unable. So... <laughs> I've been on that journey very, like over the last few months, especially where I was just, there were so many things I did in my business that at one point felt aligned, but it was like, I was just so, yeah, overextended, trying to show up in all of the places all the time, which Mm -hmm. is not like aligned with me at all. I want to work, you know, less (laughs) really. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the last few months have just been ruthless and being like, is that serving my vision of where I'm going? No. Okay. We're getting rid of it then. Yes. Yes. Absolutely love that. I I need to read that book because I think that that's like, we're always being guided, right? We're always being guided Mm -hmm. towards what it is that we want and we just have to take action on it and it'll, it'll come. We overthink it so much. It's like 100%. At every phase, there's just a different level of overthinking that comes with it. And so now it is at that point where it's like, okay, we've created these great businesses, but we need to have our lives needs to match it. Like I felt like I looked up and it's like, I don't have room to enjoy what I've created. And that's where I'm at right now. Just creating more space to live intentionally. Yep. So you went back to school to get your master's in business. Is that correct? Yes. Well, actually, technically, I never left school. Oh, okay. uh, I do have an MBA, but it was one of those like straight year, like you finish undergrad, you're required to do a certain number of internships, and then you stay for grad school. 
Gotcha. Okay. And what motivated you to make that decision as a, had you started your business yet? No. And so when I was in college, I was such a baby and I had no idea what I wanted. Um, You know, I was a first generation college student and first generation business owner. Right. So but in college, I just knew I wanted to be in business. I loved the hustle and bustle of business. And I was really fortunate in undergrad to intern with really big companies in big cities. So I interned in places like Chicago and New York and Pittsburgh. And it was like amazing, but I couldn't really put a finger on what I wanted to do. So every summer I was doing something different and I didn't realize I wanted to work in HR until my senior year, which is why I'm really grateful for the MBA because it gave me another year to like get my ducks in a row because I was on a corporate banking path which was not that was not it for me like I needed something else on the resume if I was going to try to get my way into an HR job because my resume was straight finance and accounting so that was not going to work so and it's funny because I took an entrepreneurship class in grad school and I took it because I needed the extra credit and I did not pay I, I didn't take it seriously I mean obviously I did my work but it was something that I'm like this is just not for me so hindsight is 2020 because I had no clue that that was going to be my path however I use so much of those skills now and even my corporate skills like those things all truly come in handy and I definitely do not regret that decision right yeah absolutely I uh I, I think there's really no point in looking at like would I have done that differently it's like mm-hmm. well no, because you couldn't have known what you know now, but even if you had done it differently, then things might've turned out differently than they are right now, which is where you want to (laughs) be. Yeah. You're like spot on. And it's one of those things where I think that my life over the last 10 years, the journey that it says unfolded has clearly shown me that like my vision is small. (laughs) The things that I want and the desires I have, like they're small because of how, of the great things that I, like the great opportunities I've been able to have and the experiences I've been able to have. These were things that if you would have told me in undergrad that I would have, I would have thought you were crazy, right? I would have kept walking and ignored you. And so it just wanted to, I learned early on from there, just like kind of, saying yes and taking advantage of different opportunities that it really helps to open my eyes to my true purpose. And that's just how the universe communicates with us. Like we're kind yes. of stubborn beings, right? Like if, <laughs> if you know, if, if whoever your guardian angel is or universe, whoever you, you know, whatever you do comes down and literally says to you, you're supposed to do this. You're not going to listen. <laughs> you have to like go through different experiences to pick up those signs. And that's definitely what, you know, my life has looked like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so your brand is called the Power Collective. Mm-hmm. How did that sort of? I know you've told us your story, but how did that kind of come to be in terms of your vision, and what exactly does it exist to help people do? I love this question. So all of my names for everything come to me in dreams, yes, which is so I interesting. That. I need to talk to a dream interpreter, but I get these dreams and I wake up and I have to do something about it or I can't go back to sleep. So I have to like buy a domain or something and then, I, then I'm like allowed to go back to bed. So um, prior to the Power Collective, I had a, a lifestyle brand called like Her Movement and, and, and it was very Barbie pink. It was very women focused, but it was like, it wasn't really empowerment because it was still business and brand coaching, but it was really along the lines of you can be super feminine 
and also be very serious about your business. I felt mm. like back then that there, you you know, in movies, there's a stereotype where you're either the super, you know, serious yes. career woman that doesn't have a kid, you know, doesn't have kids, doesn't have a husband, dresses all stuffy, or you're like the super sexy, like fun friend so who's kind of dumb. And it's like, why can't you be both? <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. So that's what that brand was about. But I knew that it was... It was cute when I was 24, but not not where I was headed. So I knew I needed to rebrand. And so I came up with that name. And so the goal of the Power Collective is really to help women to tap into, unlock, and brand their power. And I define your power as like whatever you're passionate about, wherever your strengths lie, to really tap into it, unlock it. Because however we define it, if we if you ask someone what their power is, what their strengths are, you're going to get a surface level answer. But if you really dive deep into that, oftentimes our power has to do with our impact, right? And how we shape, shape and change the lives of others through our work, whatever that work is. And I've worked with coaches in fitness, spirituality, nutrition, relationships, dating, like all of these people are having such powerful impacts on someone else's lives because they decided to fearlessly walk in their purpose and to get into alignment and to take these risks. And so that's what the Power Collective is all about, is really tapping into unlocking and then, of course, branding your power so we can make some money from it. So um, that's where the brand name came from. And even with the visuals, like this was probably the easiest project I ever worked on when it came to brand colors and logo right. and design. Like, And design isn't even my specialty, but I was able to pull this together because the vision was so clear because I leaned into it you were in flow yeah absolutely I love that Uh, that's been my experience 100% is like when I'm really on when I'm on the right path things most of the time happen quite easily Mm -hmm. um and that's how I know it's like where's the things I'm trying to force (laughs) usually don't really end up going anywhere (laughs) Yeah, you bring up such a good point, though, Lauren. Like, that's something that listeners, if you're taking notes, write that down because it's like that path to least resistance. Yes. And oftentimes we get so obsessed with the idea of like all of the ways this could go bad or all of the different outcomes. And then we create these blockages. Whereas if we would just go with it, we'd find that there really isn't much resistance there if we just lean into it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so you help you help sorry, you help women entrepreneurs package their expertise, brand their influence, and monetize their online presence. Perhaps for someone who's like just getting started, or they're like maybe a little bit they're into their business, but they're wanting to really get very intentional mm-hmm. and create that vision. What are sort of your tips for helping women or how what's your process that you walk? people through who are at that point in their business where they're hiring you and they're wanting to work with you and trying to figure out what that looks like for them. Yeah, absolutely. So what I've noticed with the women who come to me who are like, hey, you know, I'm ready to start building this brand. I'm really ready to get serious about my practice. I find that for them, even though they're new to the online space, they're not really new to what they're working on. Like they've been helping others for free or for ridiculously low prices for a really long time, or they've been struggling to pull it together. And so I always say, you know, I'm here as, as like a navigator, right? Like I'm just helping you to find the way, but everything you already need is within you. And so we go through various exercises to build and pull that out. So I'll give you an example. One of the first 
first things we need to work through is like, to your point earlier, the vision. And so really sitting with someone and having them go through certain mindset practices to really pull out their true vision and true desires and releasing any guilt associated with wanting those things. Because for a lot of women, there is guilt around wanting to be wealthy, around wanting to be seen and be visible and all of these different things. We have to get away from that because if we don't, we're going to create a very mediocre vision right off the bat and we're not going to feel passionate about going after it because it's not what we want, right? So we do a lot of that mindset work as well as that clarity work to pull out the ver- the questions to what exactly do you want to do and who do you want to impact and what kind of problems do you want to solve for people? And once we have those initial answers, we can then go through what we call our packaging for power framework, which is basically let's take who you want to help and let's take how you want to help them and let's build your own IP around that, right? Your intellectual property as a coach, because that's who I mainly work with. So we build out all of the various frameworks and methodologies that this person is qualified to leverage to help their dream client achieve whatever their goal is. And when we're done with building that out, with getting everything out of their head and on paper and in an organized manner, we have an offer. We just have to price it and sell it at that point. But these are the things that people don't like to do because it's unsexy and nobody sees that stuff. Like these are our internal handbooks right? Yeah. and our internal vision that isn't going on our Instagram page. Most people assume that we're going to say, go straight to Instagram and straight to Facebook and start building a list. And it's like, but why would we do that when we're not clear on who we're trying to attract in the first place? Right. Yes. Why? Um, you, you talked about like basically women giving themselves permission mm-hmm. in your experience, because I could definitely speak to this, but in your experience, how, why, why do we as women hold ourselves back from wanting what we want? And even like within the business model itself, because you said like a, lo- a lot of us already have a pretty good idea, but we're just not really giving ourselves permission to mm-hmm. actually follow that. Where do you think that comes from and how, have you helped or how do you help people and women to overcome that kind of hesitancy to not just dive in and, you know, want what they want and to go after it and to do it in a way that feels good to them? Yeah. Well, you know what? I have a, I have a, a unique perspective on this just because I've, I've, I've done the research and pulled the data on literally mm-hmm. like why this is. And for every one of us, it's typically tied to something from our childhood. 100%. It's typically tied to something from our childhood. Our limiting beliefs are implanted within us between the ages of like zero and seven. And then they just continue to grow and get bigger with life experiences. So some women may think, oh, I had a bad experience in corporate America. And that's why I don't want to ask for my money. But in real life, that seed was planted in you when you were a child. And it just continued to grow because of your varying experiences. And so there's a lot of internal factors and external factors. So external factors could be things like the conversations you overheard as a child, um, the things you may have witnessed in school, the things you may have seen on TV back then. And, And when I say this stuff, I am not suggesting that we all had traumatic childhoods and that if you, that you had to have traumatic childhoods to have this story. Like, no, you could have had a great childhood, but you accidentally overheard your mom say money doesn't grow on trees. And yeah, that created like a money mindset issue for you. Like that's completely normal. Right. So we have those external factors that impact us. And then we just have these internal things, right. The stories that we tell ourselves, because especially as children and young adults, we we create these stories that we tell ourselves to justify what we've seen, heard, or done, right? So we take on that guilt because we feel like, oh, maybe I'm the reason why 
our family is X, Y, and Z or whatever it may be. And so oftentimes the reason why we struggle with releasing this so much is because we actually don't know where it comes from. That's like if you have a cut on you that's bleeding, but you can't see it. So you just put a bandaid on your shoulder because that's just like what's reachable. Well, that's not really helping you if the cut's really on the knee, right? So we have to actually take the time to explore where is this wound coming from so we can address it, recognize it, accept it, and then rewrite that story. So this is the reason why I decided to get certified in life coaching and neuro-linguistic programming because as a business coach, I was not equipped to men help with this, right? Like right. I, I am of the firm belief that there is no amount of affirmations or journaling that's going to fix some deep-rooted childhood trauma. <laughs> so I wanted to be equipped with the actual techniques that we could do things like inner child healing, things like that, that would actually help with unpacking that. And since learning these techniques, I've been able to see so many more transformations. And the reason why too, is because I'm a believer. I personally have done the work, right? So I'm also not of the vein that, oh, just because I sat and took a test, like, oh, things are great. No, I've went through this myself. um, And so I know what this feels like and how it goes. And I'm also protecting my clients because by doing the work myself, I am not projecting onto them, which is a whole other conversation. So um, that's been my experience with this and where it comes from. Oh, oh my gosh, you could touch on so many things that were so good there. <laughs> I've had a couple of people on the podcast recently talking about inner child work because that was something that was newer for me. And once I start, I mean, I'm not an expert on it at all, but once I started understanding more of the inner child and how to allow for her and her thoughts and the things that she wants to make known and not making it wrong anymore and not trying to change it with affirmations, it was just like a whole other world opened up for Mm -hmm. me where transformation happened very, very quickly. What like role do you see inner child work playing in regards to business? Because I've actually asked this specific question to people before, but never to a business coach that understood and and teaches um, inner child work. Yeah, no, absolutely. So inner child work is going to impact every area of your life. Your thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors from your personal life 100% spill over into your business. For example, if you have trust issues in your personal life, you're going to have trust issues in your business. So if those trust issues stems from... I don't want to go too deep, but let's just say it stems from some kind of experience in your childhood where maybe you felt abandonment, right? You actually taking the time to work with someone to heal through that can now actually give you a renewed sense of trust with other individuals. So now you can finally start building the team that you've been delaying and stop being overworked and overwhelmed, right? But you never hired because you don't trust anybody. (laughs) And you would always say, well, no one can do it like me. Girl, we 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 can all do Canva. Like, like, let's not, let's not tell that lie. (laughs) Right. So that's one. Let's say you, if you have money mindset issues, that could look like you never raising your rates to where they should be, or you never making investments in your business, or you being such a penny pincher that maybe you don't hire, you don't make the, you don't get the right tools, you don't invest and you always stay in a very stuck place. If you have issues from childhood that make you very closed off, that can prevent you from marketing in the way that you need to, to attract the aligned clients that you desire. Right. Right. So all of these things still connect to our business, but we're so, we're so trained society wise to separate business and personal. But when you're an entrepreneur, it's going to be one and the same. That's just what it is. Yes. (laughs) I'm laughing because I literally 
before this call was having a conversation with my ads manager because I had made all these Canva designs and he was mm-hmm. like, so what do you want me to do? It's <laughs> like, you gotta let you it go. Really have to, yeah, no, I already did it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, in my defense, I love Canva, but it's totally like that. You know what? I'll just, I can do this better. So I'll just do it. Yeah. And I have the moment too. I'm like, look, I mean, just, and one thing a coach told me is just because you can does not mean you should. So the new question should, <laughs> the new question, the question should should not be when will I, it's instead who is going to. So I'll pass it along to you because I had to learn the hard way too. (laughs) Right. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I just was laughing so hard when you were like, we can all do Canva. I'm like, oh man, she's talking to me. (laughs) The universe is speaking to me right now. Um, So what what does your mindset or manifestation practice look like in your business? What are the kind of the, the tools that you have used to get to where you are? Oh my gosh. I love this question. No one has ever <laughs> asked me that before. Really? Oh my God. It's no. my favorite question. <laughs> okay. So I, I have a couple of different things going on. First of all, I just got my birth chart read last week. And if you've never had your birth chart read, I highly recommend it because it just gives you so much insight into what makes you tick and why you move the way you move. But this person that I worked with, she actually gave me some very specific things to do around manifesting with the full, with the moon with the upcoming new moon and even with releasing with the past full moon. And these are things that I'm still really new to. I've only been doing like moon manifestation for the last year, but I have seen a lot of great results with that. And so something very simple is every time there's a new moon to sit down and set your intentions and write out everything your heart desires. And so instead Mm -hmm. of this being like a once a year practice, it's an every month practice around the new moon because the new moon is all about bringing new beginnings and new opportunities. So that that's a really good opportunity for those that are new to manifest. And you can find a ton of videos on like how to get started with that. So I do mm-hmm. moon rituals. I do energy healing every month, Reiki. I'm very faithful with my energy healing. Um, I do say my affirmations daily. I make sure to meditate every single day. I started doing that in December and I have not missed a day um, yet. Um, And that was an assignment for my life coach. She gave me a method where I have to do certain things every day. And that's been transformational with my, with my, my manifestation. And when I am doing my intention setting and my goal setting, I always write things in the affirmative as if it was already so. And I ensure to not just write the thing that I want to happen, but I write the emotions that I want to feel along with it. So that mm-hmm. I actually recognize it when it comes. So, um, and I was thinking, is there something else that I was going to say? I can't remember. I think that that's really, in terms of like manifesting within my business, like those are the core things that I like to do. Amazing. I think um, like from asking a lot of people that question, it's always just about, you know, what feels good to you. Not so much like, what do you have to do in order to manifest? Mm-hmm. Like what, what do you feel guided mm-hmm. to do within the intention that you've set? Oh yeah, for sure. Because there's just like so many things you can do, but I finally have found like the right combination of activities that feel good. And the cool thing about it is that it's for me, it's not just things to do, but they're things that give me energy. Like after a night of setting intentions and just meditating on them and visualizing like how it's going to be when these things happen, the next day I always accomplish my best work. Mm. (laughs) Like I just get so, because I have a renewed sense of self because I spent the night literally envisioning this new manifested reality, right? And energy healing just helps to clear things out and create space for new opportunities. So that also really helps me. And I even within my coaching program, 
I even create meditations for clients if they so choose to use them and even tapping videos if they so choose to use them to help them through some of these things. For example, we have a meditation for sales call prep to get rid of that anxiety and that nervousness and replace it with confidence. And so there's just a lot of different tools available. And to your point, I'm always of the belief of go to what feels right. I am never the person that says you have to do what I do or subscribe to this belief. It's on your own journey in your own time. But after working with my life coach, who is like all about spiritual healing and inner child work, the things that she's recommended to me on my journey have been so pivotal, not only with the manifestation, but also with me just having so much more clarity on my life. Mm, That's beautiful. Um, What tips do you give your clients when it comes to, so if they're like, I want to have my first $10,000 month or $20,000 month or whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you have a specific like routine that you often have people implement or is it more sort of like a feeling it out client to client situation? Yeah. So, I mean, we have dedicated frameworks for, well, okay. well one, first of, first of all, I need to reiterate that because I work with coaches, I teach high ticket sales. So it's actually okay. very easy for us to get that 10K, but right. <laughs> we do give them like a dedicated launch framework for when they are enrolling mass and massive clients on how to follow that. But I always tell them to do what's a certain activity before they start that, because you and I both know that launching anything is a lot of energy and yes. it's very easy to burn out. So we have a pre-recorded visualization exercise in our program where I have them go out and meet their future selves, but it's a very intentional, like, exercise. Like it's not just, oh, just go and find your future self. It's like, no, I need you to go out this amount of years into the future. And I have them visualize everything from the home to the family, to the office, to the company culture. And I find that when they do that, when they start, they have so much more longevity in their launch because they're able to see how this moment in time connects to the bigger picture. And we get so deep in the weeds in launch season that it's really easy to not understand why we're doing this in the first place and throw the entire thing away. Right. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Um, so thank you. Like there's been so many good takeaways here and I'm really inspired by just your story of allowing for the journey of your business and unfolding. And it feels like you really, like you said, you have a lot of clarity in your business and where you're going and, uh, a lot of confidence behind what you're doing, which I love. Yeah. I mean, I worked for it. Okay. Look, yes. <laughs> so yes. everybody listening in, like, if you're like, oh my gosh, how do I get like that? It's going to take some work. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been working with coaches for years and life coaching. I even do hypnosis, you guys. Like there's a lot that goes into uh-huh. these shifts. <laughs> yes. It's a lifestyle. Yes. You have to, and you have to commit to it. Okay. I Fully commit to agree. it. <laughs> I completely agree. It's like, it's, it becomes who you are. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And when yeah. people are like, how do I just start a business and make a, a bunch of money really quickly? I'm like, um, with that mindset, don't. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> like you have to really want it and be really committed to it. And it's so, you know, like, like you said, it's work, but it, when you have those breakthroughs and you create those shifts, it's just the best feeling in the world. Yeah. You have yeah. to like be okay with knowing that you're going to have several identity shifts and, who, <laughs> yep. and you have to also learn how to say goodbye to your old self, you know, mm. which sounds corny when you say it out loud, but it's actually very 
part the very first time, you know, yeah. until you just start to embrace it as a lifestyle and knowing that as you set bigger and higher goals, there's going to be an identity shift that comes with that. I find every new level has new limiting beliefs to unlock and new new challenges and new me has to now show up to conquer these things. <laughs> and the old identity has to die away, which it doesn't really want to. Yeah. So it's going to get loud about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, Thank you so much, Kashira. Am I saying your name, by, by the way? Kashira. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's really pretty. Um, where can people connect with you online? Yeah, I'm literally everywhere, but I've lately <laughs> been super active over on YouTube. Um, oh, I've cool. been making a mix of um, coaching focused videos and also vlogs. So like day in a life type content. Um, so I'm over on YouTube. If you just search Kashira, I come up. Like I'm, I'm I come up everywhere, but, um, YouTube, Instagram, I have a Facebook group. Um, you can just connect with me wherever is most comfortable for you all. Amazing. So we'll link all of that down below. And I just thank you so much for your time and expertise. And, uh, thanks for hopping out on today. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you got value from it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on your Instagram stories and give the podcast a five-star review, which helps me to get this message out into the ears and the hearts of those who can benefit from it. And I'll see you guys next episode.